0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we are talking about marriage and about single life and about, um, well, basically answering the question, when does your life begin? I have Evangelist Yana yeah. with me today, and um, and we're just going to be talking about some things that we kind of talk about pretty often, but um, just on our own time, but um, we wanted to just bring some things up about um, you know, what people think about life as a single person and life as a um, person that's getting ready for the call of God in their life. I think the misconception is that life does not begin until you're married. There's no life before marriage. Right. And um, and I think that we just want to address, you know, that thinking and, and actually tell, you know, what is the purpose of godly marriage? What is it um, all about? So yeah, go ahead and talk about that part.
1: All right. Well, a lot of, you know, I think it's more, I think it's probably equal. Like, guys and girls think the same thing. Like, the main goal is find somebody to share your life with. Um, And they're just kind of hanging around until that happens. But um, ultimately, like... Uh, I'm 31 now, no problem saying that, and <laughs> still single, been single for uh, almost ever, and uh, <laughs> it's. I'm not sad about it. You know, a lot of people are kind of sad that they're still single until a certain point in their life, and it would be sad if you have literally done nothing exactly. up until that point, point. <laughs> and I can truly say my life's been a trip, like, <laughs> traveled, like, over 40 countries of the world, ministered in 34 And uh, I have seen so many things and I can really say the Lord has blessed me and uh, I have not been bored, you know, and I think that's really what people need to learn is to not get bored by themselves, like to actually enjoy spending time by themselves with the Lord. Ultimately, he's always with you. You're actually not alone. It's a total lie uh, of the enemy. And uh, I think that will help a lot of people to realize like, hey, life's not miserable, until you're married. Life can actually be pretty awesome until you're married.
0: And I think that uh, sometimes people have the wrong idea. What is, like they think that marriage is gonna be about, you know, my life is getting more fulfilled now. And I mean, obviously a good marriage is fulfilling, but you don't go into marriage for your own personal gain. You go into marriage to um to add to someone else's life. As a woman, you go into marriage to be a help meet. Uh, that's the godly um, definition of what a wife is to in a in a godly marriage. You know, as a man you go in to love your wife um, you know, as Christ loved the church. You go in to take care of somebody. It's not about you going in now to get all your needs met. That is a byproduct of a good marriage. You will be fulfilled in it, but I think people have this idea that life doesn't doesn't get interesting, doesn't get better until you are married. And that kind of thinking will actually keep you someone that's not even a good candidate as a spouse, because now you're just waiting. Nothing wrong with waiting for the right person. But when you're just waiting, you're not making improvements on your life. You're not going after the things of God. You're not doing anything. You actually aren't making yourself a candidate um, for marriage. You're not even, you're not making yourself a candidate that anyone would even really want to hang out with or be around. You know, if you, if you find it hard to hang out by yourself, imagine how it is for other people to hang out with <laughs> you. You don't even like yourself,
1: like, <laughs> but, uh, you know. talking about being the right candidate, I think many times there's like a fine line. You're either like miserable as a single and you just want to get married Or you're so excited to be single, you have so much fun, people think you don't want to get married. (laughs) And, you know, because people ask me, do you even want to get married? Because as soon as they strike up the conversation which is like the number one thing married people do they ask single people like don't you want to when are you gonna get married and I'm thinking like maybe I should just give them a date like yeah I'll get married December 1st you know 2020 I don't know just for the for the fun of it it's like weird questions people ask but um uh, I remember my pastor asking me you know do you see yourself getting married you know at this time and uh, I was like in the middle of doing so much ministry and having so many doors opening in the ministry for me that I really like didn't spend time about thinking being married at that point. And I said to my pastor, I said, you know, the Bible says that one can put a thousand to flight or should put a thousand to flight, but two will put 10,000 to flight. And uh, that's in Joshua 2310, it actually says one man shall put to flight a thousand, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. And then in Deuteronomy 32, it says one could chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight. So I, I said to my pastor, I said, the number one reason I would want to get married is to be able to make... 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times the impact in the kingdom of God together exactly. with my spouse. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as a single person, you should be putting a 1,000 to flight. What does that mean? You should be making a dent in this world. You should be fulfilling the call of God on your life because when you put zero to flight... And you marry somebody that puts a thousand to flight, you know, a thousand, you know, multiplied by zero, zero, like you're not actually going to be a blessing to that person and the ministry God wants you to do together. So I think a lot of, especially single women, you know, just waiting to get married to some minister, but in this, you know, they're not doing anything in the ministry. So what are they going to bring to the table? You know, so exactly what you said, like you have to be the right candidate to then be able to be married to the right person. Exactly,
0: and I think if you're able to do single life well, if you're if you're doing um, what God's called you to do, very you know well right now as a single person, it's not going to change when you're married. But the same thing goes if you're not doing single life well right now. And, uh, and it's like four or five hours a night of Netflix and you barely read your Bible and you're not improving on yourself. You're not going out of your way. Um, you're not making good decisions. Um, even in, 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 natural things with, with like what you eat, you're not making good decisions with, um, you know, your schedule. You're not making good decisions with even keeping up with, you know, um, you know, commitments that you have. If you're not even committed to church, uh, or, or you know, I would say you should probably not just be going to church. You should be, um, you know, really plugged in in some area in your church. Um, if, if that's not part of your life as a single person, but you're looking for this godly spouse and you're like, well, the Bible says, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. That's just the scripture I'm standing on. But you're not the you're not the actual um, good, good thing counterpart. <laughs> say it. You're not good you know, yet. <laughs> you're not a good thing. Um, you're not working. You know, um, I like the analogy of of Adam taking care. God gave Adam a job to do before he before he gave him the wife, the helper to help him. So he actually was given his job, which was to name all the animals there's a lot of animals. That was a pretty big job, <laughs> but he gave him work to do. So if you're like, if you're a single person, mom and dad take care of you. You live at home. You're like, oh, I don't really need to get a job because it's just you know right now I'm I'm just you know I'm in my school season and you don't really go out of your way to even make an impact even in, amongst your family. You're not even like a useful person at the house. You know, no do, spouse material. Yeah, you you've made yourself like an unfulfilling. You know, you're, you're not a you're not a good spouse. Material. I understand some people are, you know, you're in college. Maybe you're even younger. You're in high school. What are you doing right now that you add and fulfill to the family that you have or to the roommates that you have? Do people like living with you? Are you even somebody that's pleasant to be around? You know, I mean, a lot of people. It's a rude awakening getting married. They realize, you know, there's actually somebody I have to see first thing in the morning every day. And if my attitude is 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 terrible until I get coffee, um, it's actually not acceptable. It's not okay to have a, you know, to have a cranky attitude. You should actually wake up with joy. You should actually wake up happy. And I've not always been that way myself. So I can actually speak from experience. I didn't realize I was actually pretty grumpy until I got coffee. And, uh, but it's not a good excuse. It's actually not a good excuse. I had to have a little bit of correction on that. um, Because, you know, it's it's not it's not okay. You know, my husband would wake up and be like speaking in tongues and praising the Lord and I would wake up and be like, "Why are you so loud?" like, you know. But that's not okay. You know, I had to we we we've come to a a good place in the middle, but I don't I don't um, you know, I don't wake up grumpy anymore. <laughs> I just didn't like waking up early. That was just my
1: thing. Basically, do single life, right? <laughs> yes, and the yeah. Apostle Paul talked about that, you know. He said like, "Don't don't seek to be married, but at the same time, I don't want to restrain you. You can read about this in First uh, Corinthians chapter seven, but because in the beginning he says, you know, it's good to get married, like a man should get married. But then at the same time he says, but if you're married, you'll think about your spouse. But when you're single, you think about God and you make Him your first focus. And then he says in verse 35, now I say this not for your, I, I say this for your own welfare and profit. Not to put a halter of restraint upon you, but to promote what is seemly and in good order and to secure your undistracted and undivided devotion to the Lord. And basically you know, what you were talking about is that a single person should be focusing on the Lord. Like, you should be involved in your church. You should be ministering to people. You should disciple somebody, girls or guys. You know, if you're a girl, you should be discipling somebody. If you're a guy, and that has nothing to do with being called in a full-time ministry. That has something to do with being a believer that is a blessing in the body of Christ. And when you start doing that, God will start revealing His will for your life. And then it will become more clear what kind of person you need by your side. You know, if you're going to go into business, you're going to go into politics, whatever it is, you have to find out what God wants you to do and focus on him. So there is a right order is what the apostle talked about. There's a right order. When you're single, that is your time to focus on the Lord, to find out what he's called you to do, where he wants you to go, what he want, where he wants you to live, what he wants your life to be like. And then it will be clear what kind of spouse you need. But a lot of people, they want the spouse first and then figure it out. And that's not the right order that the Apostle Paul is talking about. Because as soon as you get married, now you have to actually please each other and not just please the Lord. So it adds to your plate. And so if you don't even know how to completely please the Lord, you will have a hard time then pleasing your spouse. Which, you know, I haven't been there yet, but if you said right and you're married, so...
0: No, yeah. I mean, if you, if you don't if you don't have a if you don't know how to have a relationship with God, and you don't know how to have a a, a walk with God, it actually means you don't really know how to love properly. And then, if, if, in a marriage situation, you're you're not gonna um, know how to serve your spouse correctly. So, yes, having that relationship with God, it's not like oh, Jesus is my boyfriend until I get married. Like, no, like he God has to be the absolute center of your life before you're married while you're married. It is, it is the absolute center of your life, no matter what. And that's the only way I don't really know how people have a marriage outside of God. Um, I mean, you do see that there's a lot of marriages that fail, um, just in general, um, unfortunately, even in the church. But I think that that's because people do not have a good understanding of what is a godly marriage. What are godly roles in a marriage? I'm going to do a whole nother podcast about of actually that just marriage misconceptions but um but today you know right now we just want to talk to single people getting ready and I mean you said this earlier um if you um if you know who you are as a person it will filter out so many of the wrong potential
1: right. spouse people like yeah especially yeah. for girls like yeah. they think they will find out what their role and place is in life only as a wife but Even though being a wife and a mother is a high calling, that's not the only thing God wants you to do in life. Because again, there's a great commission, winning souls. There is being a blessing to the body of Christ, being edifying to other people, making disciples, teaching people. That is a part of every believer's life. So you have to already be doing that spiritually And then at the same time, you have to work on yourself. You can be so anointed and prophesy and flow in the gifts, you know, in your house group and, you know, prophesy over everybody. But um, you could be a jerk. You know, Like (laughs) you could really like miss working on yourself and your personality, you know, rub some edges off. And I've been there, (laughs) you know, so it's very important to have a healthy environment. People that are around you that will speak into your life, pastors and leadership that speak into your life and just have like a healthy life as a single person. You have to have good friends, you have to have good leadership, which will help you then step into a great married life. You know, Because I've seen it from the outside. I've seen people ha- that have done it very right. I've seen people that have done it kind of right. And then I've seen people that have done it very wrong. And that's always some of those things that I've been missing. That either they jumped the gun, they were not listening to their authorities, they were not creating healthy boundaries, um, people that didn't even know what they were called to do, and then just getting together, like, I've seen it. I've seen how people do it right, and I've seen how people do it wrong. And as a single person, you really have to observe these things. Look what your friends are doing. Look what the people around you are doing, and do not make the same mistakes, And at the same time, you can compare yourself, you you know, it's different for everybody, but the principles are the same. You keep your life pure, you keep your relationships pure, you stay under authority, you have accountability with your friends, with people around you, iron sharpens iron, and you need all of that to make good, godly decisions in your life, you know, and to have a blessed relationship with anybody, you know, ultimately. And so as a single person, you know, looking into marriages now, like, I mean, most of my friends are married. Once you hit 30, most of your friends are married, start having babies, you know, and a lot of people start getting really depressed and sad at that point because they take their eyes off of Jesus. You know, don't put your eyes on what your friends' lives look like. Put your eyes on Jesus and what he wants your life to look like. And it's not a failure to be a single as long as you're in the perfect will of God for your life, you know. And that's that's really what is important. You need to be fulfilling the purpose that God has for you. And I mentioned this to you earlier. That uh, there was a statement that I heard that really helped me. Um, that I read somewhere that said that loneliness is not the absence of people. It is the absence of purpose. Mm-hmm. And when you are going after God's purpose for your life, when you are doing everything God wants you to do, when you're plugged in, when you're winning souls, you're ministering to people, you're discipling people, there's really not much time to get lonely. Mm -hmm. You know, there's really not much time to get discouraged because you see people getting saved. You look at their faces, people crying, you know, people being impacted by the power of God. You're prophesying over people. I mean, so much that you can do that will give you so much joy and fulfillment. Fulfillment that you really don't have time to be lonely and depressed because you're not married yet. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, at the same time, you know, you're a joyful person, you draw the right people around you. And that's ultimately something that should attract your future spouse to you, you know, is that you're happy, you know, doing what the Lord wants you to do and that you would actually be a blessing and an asset to somebody else's life.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's what we have for you today on When Will My Life Begin? It begins now, to answer that question. What was that song you sang earlier? Um, I'm not singing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's some great. a stupid song from Tangled or something. But anyways, it's about when will my life begin. When will my life begin? <laughs> yeah, something like, anyways. Um, She's waiting for I'm, a prince to uh, save her. Exactly, yeah. So when does your life begin? It begins now. Decide that you're going to be the best Um, Single person, you're going to go after the things of God 100 miles an hour. And I guarantee you, you start doing that, um, you know, God is going to bless your life in so many ways. You will not be lonely. You will not be bored. Um, Locked up in a tower growing out
1: your hair. Exactly. (laughs) Life life is not going
0: to be boring. It's going to be an adventure. It's going to be amazing whether you're a girl or a guy. Um, Go after the things of God. Don't make it a huge focus. Uh, of, of like, when am I going to get married? Blah 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 blah. Don't make that your main life's focus right now. Make it something you pray about, but uh, let God do what God Especially does. Especially when you're like eighteen, like
1: right, right. <laughs>
0: seriously, <laughs> like let let God do what He does. You know, even into your early twenties, it's not something that you have to be. Yeah. So I mean, if concerned. you're
1: unemployed and you're still thirty, you should sort your life out first. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Write us if this has been something that's helped you today and we'll see you soon.